Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Seattle to Unknown. I am Melinda. And I'm Sarah. And there's a small bird out my window. Aww. It has something in his beak. It's kind of cute. Oh, I've got a cat. It's almost like having a bird. Well, her name is Little Bird, so you've got Small Bird, I've got Little Bird. Yeah, but it's not actually my bird. It's nature's bird. <laughs> is that like nature's grain? Uh, nature's napkin is moss, just in case you never knew that. It's also nature's toilet paper. Very springy. <laughs> I don't know how absorbent it gets after a while, but yeah, okay. You only use it once. You're not carrying around a lump of moss to use over and over again. I'm trying to be envi- environmentally friendly, damn it. It is a toilet paper of convenience. Better than bark. This is true. Did you know that people used to use <laughs> geese as toilet paper? Like a live goose? Uh-huh. How do you get the goose in time? I, I have so many d- questions about this. <laughs> You've got a newspaper under one arm, a goose under the other. But like, are you trying not to poop yourself while you're running around trying to catch a goose? I think these are probably people ha- who have goose on hand. Geese oh, okay, on hand. Okay, that's probably fair. Goosen. <laughs> Goosen, geesen, geisen. I'm glad we've moved away from the whole goose thing. <laughs> I personally have never moved on from it. I still adore a goose wipe. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Much less scratchy so, than a cat. <sighs> yeah, but then you have, like, a poop-covered goose. Well, Do you just wait for the rain or to, like, clean them off before you ha- you're able to reuse that goose? Or I'm going to guess you have a limited supply. You've got more than a few geese running around. You use it. You let it run around outside. These aren't home-dwelling geese. They're not going to follow you back into the kitchen. They might. And be like, I'm done with life. Cook me. <laughs> like After the things I've seen, it's the only way. Be like, dude, I've seen what comes out of you and like you should just eat me. <laughs> I don't think you want to eat your toilet paper goose. Well, no, because then you'd be down toilet paper goose and you'd have to get a new one. There's a lot of problems to this. I have questions. <laughs> Look, I'm not the one who came up with it. <sighs> well, maybe. Anyways, how about them cocktails? cocktails i have one this week but it's a little warm it was cold i swear when we started talking over an hour ago oh it's it's a can it's a can it is summersby blackberry sparkling cider refreshingly crisp it's a spitter cider i heard spitter and i'm like what the hell is that it's a spider (laughs) how is it oh uh uh I actually uh. didn't open it before we started this time. Please praise me for my restraint. Praise be Sarah. Hmm, that's yummy. Blackberry cider, that sounds good. I like blackberry anything. Blackberries are yummy. See, ciders have been a good win for us so far. This is true. Just not angry orchard. Did you hear that story in the news this week? Nope. A couple, um, a black couple went to the angry orchard's actual orchard orchards for a day and um the guy proposed to the woman and midway through a security guard interrupted and said sir we have witnesses who claim that you stole a t-shirt we're gonna need to search you so they search him find Um. nothing go away he finishes the proposal she says yes and the security guard comes back over and says ma'am we have witnesses that said he passed the t-shirt to you we're going to need to search you now do they apologize to them Uh, I'm going to guess they didn't find the shirt on her either. No. And then their friends came over and joined them to congratulate them. And then they said, if you're with these people, we're going to have to search all of you. Rude. Yeah. Eventually, Angry Orchard came out and said, um, we've already fired all of these security people and we're going to instigate training for everyone involved. But yikes. What the hell? They were just trying to have a lovely day. He was just trying to propose. Rude. Yeah. I, ugh. And I know that the security people were freelancers, so it's not as if these are people. These were actually representatives exactly. of the company. Yeah, but it's a okay. story that but certainly still. leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, unlike this sort, this cider from Summersby. I cannot talk today. This sorter, the sorter's hitting you hard. <laughs> One sip and I'm already Is gone. Is that like chowder? <laughs> so, what's your cocktail this week? Uh, I have a strawberry lemonade that I put some uh, really flat Sprite into. <laughs> Mm. it's fine it kind of cuts it down it'd be better if it was you know still carbonated drop some um sherbet in there you've got some really good mormon punch Mm. that's true that's one thing they actually do well a sherbet punch can never go wrong no damn that sounds good now right i might have to go to the store and get more lemonade and punch what lemonade and sherbet to make punch 
<laughs> I got this. Don't worry. Man, what is wrong with us today? You don't even have alcohol in yours. No, I think we're just too excited about this episode. I'm really stoked about this episode. Me too. But before we get into the heart and the topic of it, I hear you have a new story that you are dying to share with us. Yes. So I will preface this by saying there's every possibility in the world that this story is staged. However, holy shit. It's just a good story. Yeah, if it's not staged, chef kiss. Wow. Uh, Are you looking at the link and trying to guess what it is? I am. (laughs) I am. Yeah. So this story was on a Singaporean blog or website. I'm not really certain. I don't know this source, but I've seen it in a couple different places. The headline is... Yeah, but it starts out as mothership.sg. SG is Singapore. Right, but it's called Mothership. Mothership. Whatever that is, um, this is the top hit that I found when I was searching for the story again. The headline is, Man Surprises Girlfriend in bear costume. That's a little ambiguous. He's in the bear costume. Um, after allegedly traveling 2,400 kilometers in China, finds her with another guy. So the travel portion of this story is that he travels 2,000 kilometers in China. That's pretty much the only t- travel part. It's a little tangential. <laughs> I don't care. It's amazing. So accompanying this article is a series of four photos. First one, you see a man in a bear costume walking towards a woman standing at like a food stall. And uh, there's another man with his arms around her shoulders. Go to the next picture. He's taken off the hat, uh, the head of the bear. The girl has made eye contact with him, as has the guy with the arms around her. The next shot, he's walking away and she's sprinting after him. (laughs) And the last picture... He's got the the bear head back on. His head is bowed, kind of like if you've like Charlie Brown, like wah, 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 like the sad walk away that Charlie Brown does, and she's hugging him. So the fact that someone has taken pictures of this indicates that it's probably staged. I get that logically, but she is a damn good actress if it is staged because the look on her face is sheer terror the moment she realizes. Oh, that creepy bear is also my creepy boyfriend who thought it would be cute to surprise me. Ah, guys, these photos. Did you see a picture of the staff person? Yes, in the background with it. So the person at the food stall working there has got a hand over his face, just kind of looking like, oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, no. That is so, that's, oh, my gosh. Nobody in this photo is excited to be involved. It's, no! It's so bad. Oh. It's so good. My favorite, well, I love every one of these pictures, but the one where he takes the head off and he's just kind of got his head cocked to the side like, oh, damn it. <laughs> like there's But no- how could you? There's not a person involved who is not horribly embarrassed. It's still so good. I feel like the only one that didn't know what was going on was the person working the food stall. Yeah, I guess it's a woman. I ha- I hadn't looked at her picture before, but there's long hair involved. It's a little blurry because this person... They blew it up. Yeah, yeah, they zoomed in. They're way in the background, but... Oh, guys. So good. So good. I've always kind of been a person who said that grand romantic gestures in public are a very bad idea. And if this is real, this is the quintessential case study for why you should not do this. What could possibly go wrong? This exactly this this right there but in real life that is just too funny yeah oh i love it and there were so many stories in the news this week but this is the only one that made me i was like oh this is a story i must click i must click this this is the one i must share with the world (laughs) our ever-growing world yeah it's a small world sometimes when you go to try and find your girlfriend in 200 or 2000 kilometers away she's already got plans let's put it that way yeah, so that was my new story. Is it only awesome. barely travel related? Maybe, but hush, it's a good story. <laughs> yeah, true or not, that I like it. Well done. Yeah. Golf claps. Oh, I guess we skipped over updates. Do you have an update? I totally had one, but now I can't think of what it is. Oh, um, the other night totally did a, a game night. With some friends that I did camp with forever long, mm-hmm. and uh, a new friend that one of them did another camp with, and yeah, 
board games, you guys. Board game nights are still really freaking fun. I think we did three different ones, mm-hmm. which were all new to me. Ooh, remember any of the yeah. names? Uh, I think one was Mysterium, and we played Secret Hitler, which is really fun. It's interesting, too, because you, you kind of learn. I bought um, that one for my brother-in-law a couple years ago. Have you played it? I haven't. It sounds complicated until you start doing it, and then it's pretty it's pretty easy. But the hard part is, is like, I think you need at least five people, mm-hmm. but even then, it's it goes really fast. I think it'd be more fun with like a lot more people, especially with people that you may not necessarily know as well, mm-hmm. because you kind of have to lie and scheme. Yeah, it's sort of like the game Mafia for people who've played that. Yeah. And, but instead yeah, of hunting the Mafia, you're hunting Hitler. Well, you're, you're hunting the fascists. And one of those fascists might be Secret Hitler. <laughs> but yeah, and then we played... Uh, it was another cooperative game that was space-related. I can't remember the name of that one. But yeah, Mysterium and Secret Hitler were, were really cool. Cool. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Have board game nights with friends, guys. It's still fun. That truck agrees with me. Exactly. <laughs> Do you have a weekly update? Uh, my update is that I am melting... We're having yet another heat wave. Shush, truck. We know. It's hot. Boop, boop. <laughs> the new hit song of the summer, Boop, Boop, by That Truck. Boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it is up well over 100 degrees, even though the sun has set. Ew. It is, Ew. It is miserable. And I would just like to say, you're welcome, Melinda. Were it not for the recording, I would not be wearing any clothes right now because it is that hot. So you're welcome for the fact that I still have clothing on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it is bad. It, it, one yeah, of the no, things, over 100? Yeah. Well, the public transit is the worst part because they're basically glass boxes on wheels with very little ventilation. And uh, there's a lot of stinky people up in those trains. It is, it's smelly and sweltering and gross. It's just, it's so unpleasant. That sounds miserable. Uh, well, when you live in a place where cold winters aren't uncommon, everything you ha- have structural wise is designed to keep heat in. And so we're just completely unprepared for hot summers. Well, bet and you don't get hot summers like this. This is not normal for you guys. No. So yeah, it. I know that we talked about it in a past episode, but that was the last heat wave. Notice how they're getting closer and closer together. Let's move to Iceland. I wouldn't mind that, except they've got like crazy strong winds. Let's move to Siberia. No. Antarctica? I can't. No, I'm a cold wuss. Yeah, but they've got penguins. This is why I'm... Like, doesn't that balance it out? Super cold. But penguins. The penguins would have to, like, huddle around me to keep me warm. They would have to accept me as one of their own. You're just about penguin height. I could see that being possible. Think of how much you you would be their giant. (sighs) You would be to them what I am to you. I don't know if I like that. (laughs) It was worth a shot. I'm really trying to sell you on not burning to death in the hellscape that is North America. The northern hemisphere. Where northern are you? Hemisphere. Words are hard when it's hot. You know, I we're pretty lucky that it hasn't been like a million degrees. We've had a few really stupid hot days, but it's been kind of a a great summer, and I'm not even mad about it, honestly. Suckers. Yeah. Well, socialized healthcare. Suck it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I uh, win. Shall we get into the topic of this week's episode? Well, yes, indeed. We shall. Oh, oh, we shall, shall we? Oh, yes. Pinkies out, cup of tea, all of that. Don't judge my accents. I know they're terrible. That wasn't really an accent of anything anyway. <laughs> no. No. Uh, anywho, I'm going to talk so Sarah doesn't. Uh, this week's <laughs> topic is vacation goals. Woo! Vacation! We've got a vacation coming up! These are vacation goals geared toward the Nordic and Scandinavian regions of the world. You see? Regions as if there's multiple. Region of the world! We're going to the Nordic region, specifically. Does it all count as being Nordic? I guess so, huh? Uh, Where we are going, yes. It's not all Scandinavian, though, because Finland is not Scandinavia. But whatever. (laughs) Vacation goals! So in previous episodes, you might have heard us talking about doing a Central and South America trip. 
didn't quite pan out. But that's okay, because this trip is going to be amazing. One day, though, I'm going to get myself to Peru. (laughs) And I'm going to see Machu Picchu, and I'm going to see llamas, and it will be amazing. This is true. We're going to sign the pledge. Don't worry. There will be a Peru pledge. I pledge allegiance to the podcast and to getting Melinda to Peru. (laughs) So? Don't laugh. This is happening. I know. Don't crush my dreams. I live to crush your dreams. (laughs) I don't doubt that. (laughs) Oh, it's mutual. I mean, you know. I did end up being secret Hitler three times in a row, so. Yeah, that checks out. It was just kind of funny. So for this trip, and by the time you hear this, the trip will be over. So don't worry. Um, (laughs) We will be going. But anyways. We will be going from Copenhagen to Malmo to Gothenburg to Oslo, to Stockholm, to Helsinki, back to Copenhagen, and then home. So we are cramming things in. Not like too cramped. We're not doing I think a new city is... every day. We do have a yeah, little I don't bit think of this foresight. Is the, the whirlwind tour of Europe, like our very first trip outside of the country together, it might seem a little cramped, but I think we're getting everything out of it that we want for a taste of these areas. Yeah, it's sort of a sample of the Nordics. More so than Mm -hmm. a super in-depth deep dive, but that's kind of okay, I guess. Because you can always go back. Yeah, exactly. I think getting a sample, think of it like a beauty box. You get the sample, you decide if you want to buy the full size. So we're sampling the countries, and then we'll decide what speaks to us most. (laughs) It is a good analogy. Shut your face. (laughs) It is, but it's also slightly ridiculous. But I like it. Um, So we kind of want to start off with uh, goals that we have for this vacation. Yep, our personal things that we want to get out of it. Mine's probably like more on the ridiculous size as per usual on this one. But uh, some of my personal goals for this one is to eat a princess cake with coffee. Because why not? Big coffee culture over there. So I'm already super excited about that because I love me some coffee. This is true. You do love coffee. Like, you're a little ridiculous in the morning before coffee. Yeah. Not like, well, you're not like the person who's like, don't talk to me before I've had my coffee. You're the person who goes, where's coffee? Are we going to stop and get coffee? When can we get coffee? I'm awake. Is it coffee time now? <laughs> do I get to feel it coursing through my veins? The problem is, is that I do have a, a caffeine addiction. And if I don't get caffeine, I'll start getting headaches and whatnot. And I'm already prone to headaches and migraines, so why make it more miserable than it has to be if I can just nip that in the bud with sweet, delicious coffee? I'd rather not travel with you when you're on withdrawals and you've got the jitters. Where's my fix? When can I get my fix? Start like looking around all panicky and sweating and be like, Are, can, we get, can we get coffee now? Can we, it's coffee time, right? We can go, right? Right? You have enough, right? We can get coffee, right? She's constantly pulling at her sleeves and like... <laughs> <laughs> looking around everywhere for... A like coffee stand or something. Scratching at her neck and uh, where where are we are we gonna pass the coffee place? Is no, there one I'm on not, the way? I'm not that bad. Uh, I'm just debatable. Definitely addicted to caffeine. I need it. Otherwise my brain hurts. But why not have a sweet delicious coffee with a princess cake? Nothing says breakfast quite like cake. Or like afternoon break time. We That's when f- it is, right? Sure. We'll find you a cake. It might be an Ikea. No, I don't <laughs> want an Ikea. I want like a real authentic princess cake. Just because it's funny. Um, Another one of my personal goals is to be able to s- well, find and see one of the giant trolls in Copenhagen. The troll that I want to see particularly is Teddy because I think he's by far the coolest looking one. And he's one of six that uh, Thomas Dambo, a local artist in Denmark, has put up around. And there's uh, poems on plaques nearby them too. So I want to find a troll. <laughs> I want to find a troll, but specifically I want to find Teddy because I think he's really cool looking. So check our Instagram. If we post a picture of a giant troll, you know that her life ambition has been completed. My cope, I have Copenhagen properly if I see Teddy. And then on a more serious note, I definitely want to try and be more environmentally friendly on this trip because that's something that we've talked about a big time. It's something I try and practice at home. I just want to get a little more uh, granola <laughs> A little extra crunchy. Granoli. <laughs> Granola-y. <laughs> really get that full yeah. Seattle crunchy feeling. But you know, it's just it's just smart. I think we've just become a very wasteful culture 
So, you know, doing more to save what we have, what resources and whatnot. I'm all for that. I can get behind that. Cool. Well, that actually... You dig? That segues really well to my first goal, which is to not use any single-use products on our trip. So instead of in the past, I would have used cotton rounds. I'm going to bring a magic eraser, not a magic eraser, a makeup eraser. I feel like using a magic eraser on your face would be a terrible idea. No, 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 no. I think you should try it. (laughs) Let's see what happens. Maybe your eyebrows are just like... Really stuck on their Obliviated? I don't know. Um, like buffed off from a magic eraser? Yeah, again, still doesn't seem like fun. Uh, but I'm also not bringing Q-tips because I found reusable Q-tips. That they're silicone tips oh, you found them. that you can wash in with soap and water. So you clean your ears. JK, you're not supposed to do that. Wink, wink, wink. Um, you run it under the sink with a little water, with a little soap, and they're clean and ready to go for the next time. Um, but yeah. I'm not packing anything that I would need to throw away with the exception of snacks that come in packaging because I really don't see a way around that. But the snack itself is just a snack. Like it's not in extra packaging or whatever. Just standard. You can cut that hmm. out. That didn't okay. make sense. <laughs> or leave it in and make you sound like a crazy person. Oh, you do enough of that already. No, no, you do enough of that already. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my plan is not to bring anything that goes directly into the garbage after one use. That digs it. My next goal is because I'm going to be using just a backpack this time is to pack under 15 pounds of stuff because I know that while my back is healthier than it has been in the past, I don't want to push it. So I'm going to try to pack as little as possible so that I don't exacerbate places where there's already potential for pain but worst case scenario you have dr andrew mccracken (laughs) yes contact him if you need to see a chiropractor we highly recommend it and by we i mean me because melinda's never actually met him in person no but he seems like a very nice person and i would trust him cracking my back sad day we're not pit stopping (laughs) (laughs) if only we were stopping in germany for a quick like actual hello that would have been nice but time does not allow us this time well your first appointment there's no adjustment he makes you go through a couple different tests and then at the end he gives you a printout that tells you what your stress level is and he hands mine over to me and goes yeah this is yeah (laughs) oh well good thing i found you right and then you're also a big travel enthusiast so that makes it even cooler yep so anyways what's your last Okay, this Vacation one. Vacation goal. This one needs a little bit of an explanation. No, I think you should just say it and we should move on. <laughs> I want to eat a Twinkie <laughs> in Helsinki. Okay, next topic. Okay. <laughs> it So at the summer camp that I went to, and Melinda went to once, I believe. Yes. Uh, growing up, I went from age five until 19, I think. So many, many years. The We had to take a ship to go to camp. And the captain of the ship, hey, Mooselips, um, he had a thing about Twinkies. And it's a whole long backstory, but basically it amounted to every year, every kid who goes to camp brings him a box of Twinkies. And then you win them back on the trip over doing various things. Like there's an art competition, limbo um, competition, the dance competition. Basically, you get hyped up on Twinkies. And and then you get sent home. Yeah. Well, you don't get Twinkies on the way back, just to camp. Oh, Okay. I can't remember. I only did it once. Well, he created this whole mythology around the Twinkie, and he would make people do interpretive dances to the song Yellow by Coldplay about the creation of the Twinkie. (laughs) And Oh my gosh, yes. And it was was all yellow. And one of the portions of the dance was that you had to reenact the invention of the Twinkie at the hostess offices in Helsinki. Hostess does not have offices in Helsinki. It was just there for the purpose of rhyming. However, ever yeah. since then, I've always wanted to eat a Twinkie in Helsinki. Well, don't forget to bring me one and we'll cheers and take a picture. Yeah, Twinkies are rather hard to get here. I looked on Amazon and it's $15 for a box of 10. But are they gold-plated when they come there? Like, <laughs> holy cow. But for the sake of of checking off this bucket list item i will be buying a box of twinkies and we will be eating them in helsinki hell yeah i'm excited for this actually this i don't know i like weird things like this yeah i mean is it a little dorky yes but has it been on my bucket list 
literally for at least since nine age years. five it has been on my list since at least nine years ago because i created an actual like bucket list in excel just of specific things i wanted to do while traveling and one of the very first things i put on there was eat a twinkie in helsinki now somewhere that we're going to they have reindeer hot dogs that they're supposed to be really famous for mm-hmm. where was that uh i believe somewhere in norway okay because we're gonna have to do that too i know i've had like the the famous hot dogs in iceland so why not i know that when we were passing through norway on the cruise that the company did a couple years ago at 7-eleven they sold hot dogs wrapped in lefse and i kind of wanted to pop in and try that so we might have to do a couple different sausage things that's fine because worst case scenario if it looks a little sketch we'll just split one because <laughs> you know we're, we're trying to maximize our food options everywhere we go so we can try more agreed so we're gonna try that some- was a thing that was one of your tips you stole from rick steves no i no i know i was just i got distracted reading further down the agenda because i wasn't sure oh. i was in the right place <laughs> i thought you were just looking at me like i was crazy and like this is literally one of your tips no i just noticed that your personal goal involves finding teddy and then the sites you're most excited to see also is teddy so i wasn't sure if i was reading the right part i am emphasizing that <laughs> yeah okay so let's get to that Sites we're most excited to see. I want to freaking see Teddy the Giant Wooden Troll. (laughs) This is a non-negotiable point, so that's why I put it in twice to emphasize you how much I want to see this specific wooden troll. You know that we have a troll under a bridge in Seattle too, right? Yeah, and I've seen him. I've seen the Fremont Troll, and now I want to meet his Copenhagen cousin, Teddy. (laughs) Well, Because I'm pretty sure all trolls are related. Oh, obviously. Yeah. Same as the mountain yeah. troll in the dungeon in the first Harry Potter book. There's a troll in the dungeon. Thought you ought to know. You said dungeon. Du- What's a dungeon? You're a dungeon. You're a dungeon. Um, <laughs> no, I am very excited to see when trolls and it really needs to be Teddy. And I just want you to know how much of a big deal this was to me. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. That's why it's on there twice. Simple pleasures. It's me being subtle. Did it work? Uh, subtlety is not your strong suit. Not all the time, no. Bludgeoning a dudgeon is your strong suit. How do you a bludgeon a dudgeon? I don't know, what but- What is a dudgeon? This is a dudgeon. I don't know which. I don't know either. Anyway, what's okay. the next thing on your list? Everything. I want to just take in everything that we see and go through and experience. I'm just excited to go. New place, new sites, new foods- want to be a part of all of it. This feels like it's the longest time we've ever gone without a vacation. I haven't had a vacation since October, so I am more than ready to go. I'm just, I'm like you guys. There's a bunch of people at work that are going about the same time, and like, I keep telling them, like, no, no, I'm the priority. It's been since October, and they look at me like, oh my god, you poor thing. (laughs) I guess. I'm like, yeah. I've had a four-day weekend. I've had two this year, but one of them I was sick, so I really haven't been- anywhere since christmas that's a little bit closer than me but i'm just i'm ready to go yep let's get out of here see new things yeah i'm I'm ready to get the hell out of dodge um i'm also really excited to see if uh sweden actually exists because (laughs) shoot how long like it was 2003 years ago yeah so like three years ago i went to visit sarah in germany was that when you first had your apartment yep no the second year you were there first year no, there was furniture. Yeah, I bought my couch just for you. Oh, that's right. Thanks, friend. <laughs> yeah, so that was the first time going to your apartment, and we had planned a long weekend to pop over to Sweden. But the problem was is that Eurovision was actually happening in Stockholm, and that's where we were going. We had not planned that out well. I kind of knew Eurovision was coming up, but it didn't occur to me that it was that week. Yeah, and that country and location. So... You know, we're all excited. Hey, we might catch some like Eurovision, huzzah, hubbub. So we get to the airport and we're in line and we're like waiting to check in for a flight. And the gal at the counter is like feverishly typing things in and kind of looking at us a little scared and panicked and like typing. And then she's talking to one of her coworkers. I can't really understand because it's all in German. I think it you wasn't in German. Bits though. and pieces. 
Oh, it wasn't? No, because I, if I had known, if it had been German, I would have known what they were saying. And I had no idea what they were saying. Okay. We're not sure what they were saying, but they're kind of like low voices talking to each other. And the gal that was helping us was looking a little worried at us. And I'm like, oh shit. Like I was, I was a delightful passenger. I'm very well behaved (laughs) in airports and whatnot. Like I'm going to be polite and whatnot because... I actually am, unless I know you really well. And <laughs> you save all that for I'm me. like, yeah, I do. <laughs> Special occasions. Uh, I was wondering, like, did Sarah piss off, like, the airlines? Like, yeah, the but- airline gods or something, like, when she flew over? It's like, what is going on? And it was a little concerning. And, like, the gal finally looked up and she's like, they canceled the flight. <laughs> Yeah, well, and before she even said that, she kept looking at my passport, opening it and closing it, opening it, closing it. Yeah. I thought something was wrong with the information on Sarah's passport, like it wasn't recognizing it or something, because mine went through just fine, and then she's doing Sarah's passport, and then she's getting all worried looking at us. Yeah. Yeah, so they sent us over to another counter, and we're trying to talk to them, like, what do we do? What are we... They said, well, we can put you out on another flight, but the next flight isn't until tomorrow afternoon, so it'd be more than 24 hours later. And which it was only a long weekend, so it wasn't really worth it because we'd have one day in Stockholm and that was it. Yeah. And oh gosh, it sucked. It really sucked. I think we both took it really well because what are you going to do? Like, what do you do about it? Well, yeah. That? And I think the lady had like a major side of the leaf when we we're like, oh, okay. I mean, there's no point in getting mad at her because it wasn't her fault. Mm -hmm. She wasn't the one who decided, nope, not this flight, you know. But she just looked so worried that we were going to blow up on her. For context, we were going to be flying Air Berlin, and this was maybe a year before they shut down, which this is, (laughs) this seems like a pretty strong indicator of why they shut down. Yeah. I mean, if you're constantly canceling flights, people aren't going to spend money with you. Uh, So we had to decide... Were we going to fly out the next day or just scrap it all and do something else? And we ended up doing day trips from Dusseldorf to Aachen and then one to Maastricht and one to Cologne. That's not much of a day trip. We spent a day in each of them. We spent a day in Aachen and we spent a day in Maastricht. That was fun, though. We did. Not even bad. I got to go to the Netherlands. We went to Cologne, too. We saw the chocolate place and the cathedral. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, but um, so the running joke from that weekend and not being able to go to Sweden is that it didn't actually exist. Sweden it was just is just a hologram. <laughs> yeah, Sweden Sweden is canceled. But so I'm excited. This is like the redemption Sweden trip. Yeah, well, and when we were discussing what we would do instead of Peru because the flights shot up unbelievably high, I thought to myself, well, there is that Sweden trip we never actually got to take. So maybe we'll see. Is it really there? We shall find out. And let's check out some other places while we're there, because why not? <laughs> well, and the thing that really sucked about having the flights canceled wasn't that having the flights canceled, because we got all that money back, is all of our non-refundable hotel stay that was just gone. Well, you got to use the credit that we ended up getting... I did not. We got a 50 euro credit for our flights to Sweden. I mean, the good thing also is that because it was a puddle jump, it was it wasn't that expensive, but it was still kind of a bummer. It's like, man. Well, the bummer was losing go to Sweden. 300 euros on our hotel. Yeah, that sucked. Major bummer. Well, it sucked for me. You never gave me your half. <laughs> Because I paid for the flight. Uh, The flights were like 70 euros, though. I think it was a little more. Anyways. (laughs) But yeah, so we're going to see if Sweden actually exists. I'm pretty sure. I feel like there's strong evidence out there that it's a real place. But uh, we will hopefully go and report back. Plus, we will also be able to test the conspiracy theory. Does Finland exist? Oh, wait, what? Have you never heard this? There's an internet conspiracy theory that's really popular with flat earthers that Finland exists does not actually exist. Why Finland? It's because it was once part of Russia and they claim that it's still part of Russia. Oh, so they're not just saying that's just like water there. It's actual land, but it's not what you think it is. Well, it's partially that too. Finland doesn't exist. Um, I remember reading it about it, reading about it recently, but I, well, not recently, a few years ago, but I can't remember the finer details. Uh, Finland does not exist. Well, yeah, apparently, according to this map, they think it's all just Baltic Sea. I'm pretty sure Finland's a place. I mean, I do know people from Finland. Granted, I've never seen them in Finland, at least not yet. (laughs) 
Yes, but how could they be Finnish if they're not actually from Finland? Conspiracy. Ah! Uh, here it says, in the Cold War era, Japan and the Soviet Union supposedly shared a secret about a stretch of the Baltic Sea between the Soviet Union and Sweden. Around the mid-20th century, the two nations collectively spread the idea that there was a landmass known as Finland on that stretch of the ocean to keep out good fishing, to keep the good fishing between themselves. The Japanese were free to fish as much as they liked there without worrying about international laws, so long as they give a share to Russia. The company of Nokia is actually owned by the Japanese and is used to hide the shipments from the secret fishing industry in the guise of hardware. To get all this food across the continent, the Trans-Siberian Railway was built for this express purpose. Huh. Yeah. But if this is also coming from flat earthers, then I have a lot of questions. I think the only question you need to know is, is this from flat earthers? If yes, then you can probably disregard it. There's also a really interesting documentary on Netflix about flat earthers. It's kind of funny. I know. You've talked about it. I know. It's so good. Watch <laughs> it. Love it. So just the sad part is, is that there's a, people from my area and it's like, no, yeah. no, uh, there's a good episode of true crime, true crime obsessed podcast about that documentary. Yes. Love it. So, Love it. but yeah, what are your sites that you're most excited to see on this adventure? So there are lots and lots of things in all of these countries that I would love to see. But the things that really jump out at me first are in Malmo is the Museum of Disgusting Food. Woohoo! I love trying weird new food. And this museum is just weird food. So you get to walk Which through. Which is funny because you're a picky eater. I'm, But I'm not picky about yeah. weird stuff. I'm picky about basic stuff. Normal stuff. Yeah, I don't want ketchup. Get away from me with that nonsense. Mayo? No. You don't not believe a in ginger? I, it's, it burns. I don't want it to burn. Oh my god. But anyway, so this museum has a series of exhibits of unusual foods. And then at the end, it has a tasting section where there's a handful of different things you can taste. And I want to taste them and then watch Melinda's face when she has to taste them. <laughs> I'm practicing. Is that good? Uh, you know that this is an auditory medium, right? Yeah, no, I just want you to see. Okay, I saw it. We'll take pictures later when we're there. Yeah. For listeners, she made a gross face. Mm -hmm. Surprise. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see all of that. The next thing on my list, and I know that I will butcher this name, so just bear with me. There is a museum called the Heine Onstadt Art Center. And in it, they've recently installed an exhibit by Yayoi K uh, Kusama. And that is the woman who does the infinite, the infinity mirrors exhibits that everybody loves Instagramming. We didn't get to see any of her art while we were in Japan. And I'm really excited to see it here. So it'll be fun. So if she has the infinite mirror, uh, I, uh, I don't, it's on exhibit. I don't have the right word for that. If you put a mirror underneath it, does it look like that you're on a lake in an infinite, infinite <laughs> mirror? Uh, it is mirrors that are vertical. It's mirrors on mirrors on mirrors. Mirrors on mirrors on mirrors. Have you seen it before? Uh, I'm not sure. You probably have, and you probably, but didn't realize who it actually was. But I'm always down for a good museum trip. I love museums. I just, I don't know. It's cool. Yeah, she's also. I'm a big fan. She's also famous for her Japanese pumpkins. Hmm. If you don't know, if you're not familiar with her art, I would highly suggest looking it up. I'm looking it up now. One of the exhibits she did, I think she had a pop-up in LA at some point. Um, everyone who entered a really stark white room was given a sheet of stickers and they could pick one circle sticker and they were in like bright colors and they could put it somewhere in the room. And by the time the exhibit was taken down, it was just covered in these circle stickers and that sounds possibly not that interesting but visually if you saw it you would think it was pretty cool because it was i believe it whoa that's pretty cool yep see it's fun stuff that's pretty cool all right and then you had one more that you were excited about what was that the last item on my list is market square in helsinki from the research i've done it's in an old industrial warehouse but it's been refurbished into a... No, that's the one in Oslo. So there's two markets I really want to see. One is the food market in Oslo in an old refurbished warehouse. It has tons and tons of different stands selling street food. The other one is Market Square in Helsinki, which is 
lots and lots of sort of like a flea market, but more craftsman-y type things. So you can find wooden bowls and hand-carved spoons, and but your whole range of flea market finds as well. I really like going through markets. I... It's always interesting to me to see what local people make. Whether or not I can afford it, you can always walk by and at least look at it. So, And usually there's probably something small enough and easy enough to take home mm-hmm. that you can't afford. So you can have a little piece of it. Yep. That's where I prefer to get souvenirs. Like something specific to that location. Yeah. I also, I want to find a gnome. A small gnome that I can take home from Norway. I'm kind of excited about that too. <laughs> I need me a gnome. And they're cute. They're really stinking cute. Ooh. Sarah keeps sending me pictures from the the artist that we're going to go see her exhibit. So. <laughs> so yeah, those are the three things that I'm most excited about. I mean, there's obviously big tourist destinations as well that we're going to check out, but I, I want to see the little stuff too. Yeah. I like that. I think together we have a good mix of like indoor and outdoor activities to do. Mm-hmm perfect combinations of things that we like yeah plus the art center that has the kusama exhibit also has an outdoor sculpture part sort of like governor's island yeah i saw pictures of that so there's like a giant banana sculpture of course what garden is complete without a giant banana i want a banana what trip isn't complete without a banana (laughs) as we always say i want a banana and you didn't even sign that time (laughs) there we go so those are the things we want to see But while we're traveling, we also want to try out sort of the new wave of travel apps that have come out in the last year. There's so, so many new apps that we've seen, but you can't really test them unless you're away from home. And so we have the perfect opportunity. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. So we'll test them out. And then our plan while we're traveling is to sort of keep a audio travelogue. We'll see how much we get out of it. Have you tested the microphone? A little bit, but I don't think I know what I'm doing yet. So cool. More tests to come. (laughs) Um, So we will try to record audio. We'll test some of these things out. And when we get back, we'll edit it together and give you our takeaway from these apps. Because if they work, some of these could be really, really cool. Should we highlight the new ones? Yes. You want to start? One... Ones that I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and do the mobile passport for customs coming home because I'm the one coming back to the U.S. Um, that sounds pretty time easy. And I'm, another one of the big ones that I'm going to do is I'm going to try and do my best to do time shifter and stick. I put in all my flight info of like where I'm going and what time I'm arriving. And it came up with like the plan to help reduce jet lag. So I'm going to try and stick to that and follow its directions and hopefully not feel so jet lagged going or coming back. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, Mobile Passport is a an app that sort of is similar to Global Entry, but doesn't cost anything and you don't have to do an interview. But allegedly, it'll get you through customs equally as quick, if not faster than Global Entry will. And Time Shifter is an app, kind of like what Melinda was saying, is where you put in all of your flight details and it gives you a schedule to help you get onto the schedule of where you're going before you ever arrive, and in doing so, lessen or eliminate your jet lag. Which, looking over it, it's really simple stuff. Like, this is when it's okay to have coffee. This is when you want to get the most daylight. This is when you want to sleep. So it's not asking the world from you. It's just really simple things. Yeah, it, it actually looks like it's going to be pretty easy to follow. It's just, you know, actually looking at it. I think the better you stick with the schedule they come up with, the better your transition will be. So I'm going to try my best to uh, do what it tells me. Yep. And so the apps that I will try to test, uh, there is an app called Lambus that helps you organize your travel documents so you have it all in one place. I will also be testing Elk out, which is a currency converter. And oh, there is an app called TouchNote, which helps you make postcards with your own photos. So you upload them, you write out your message, and it ships it off for you. So there's no hassle of getting your postcards to a local post office, finding postage, all of that. So I think I will probably test that out and send some postcards to my family. Hmm. Um, I have not heard of that one. That would be cool. Yep. There's another app that I think is all Melinda, since this is her biggest need while traveling, and that is Flush, which helps you find local free toilets. Like, 
Where's the nearest ha, toilet? Ha, ha. Oh, you laugh. Do not laugh sarcastically at that. Your number one need at any given moment is where is the nearest toilet? It's from all that coffee I drank earlier. <laughs> um, but there's also a few apps that we can both work on. One that I'm really excited about is called Welcome where you put in your location and it's basically like sightseeing Tinder. It pops up a list of things that you might want to check out, restaurants, sites, tourist destinations, all of that. And you kind of swipe left or right through it and it builds an itinerary for you for the day. We should test it in Copenhagen to see if the trolls come up. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. I know that- Take me to Teddy. I did it for Dusseldorf. I just kind of sat there and was like, hypothetically, if I were to go do touristy stuff today, what would I do? And it pulled up an itinerary of amazing looking stuff, none of which I had done. And I've been here a pretty good chunk of time. Shame. So, yeah. And I think, although it's been a while since I looked at the description, it has an element of AI to it. So it understands, oh, she swiped right on this one. Let's give her more of that content. And so... Oh, so something you like, it'll try and build more around that? Yeah. So what's something that complements that and what's nearby? I mean, it literally gives you the walking directions between these places. So it's not even... It's not just a list. It is a full itinerary with transit times and like it it knows logically, okay, around 12 to 1 p.m. or maybe even 2, they'll need a lunch break. So let's pop a lunch... A spot in there and then it knows okay around this time we're gonna pop in a dinner so it's it's fairly intuitive and i guess we'll see how it works in reality cool that'll be really cool yeah um let's see what else i'm gonna save the last time on the list for actual last because that one's the most exciting but um there's another app called pack point where you put in your travel details and it gives you a suggested packing list I think we both know how to pack for ourselves pretty well, but I still want to test it out and see what it thinks we should attack. Ooh. Kind of I like the sound of that. Because we know what we need, but does the app know what we need? Is it has it reached a level where it knows what how to pack for people like us? It told you to bring everything except the toothpaste. God damn it, app. <laughs> oh, it's always the I toothpaste. It's always the toothpaste. That's Number one thing that I think Sarah's like, can I borrow your toothpaste? No, you always say no is the thing. (laughs) I say no and then I let you. I just like telling you no. I am well aware of this. Okay, that's good. All right, what's the one that you're most excited for? Oh, well, we've got one more before I get to that. And that's Globe Tipping. Oh. Which is an app that has loaded descriptions of how to tip in various countries. So it'll tell you, you tip the bellboy but you don't tip your cab driver or you tip at restaurants but you don't tip here so it it sources information from locals gives you a cheat sheet but it also you can scan a receipt and it'll tell you how much to tip on top what and like it'll also tell you how to split a receipt evenly with tip on top or without so i think that'll be handy especially since we go dutch pretty much everywhere we go Mm mm-hmm we're kind of lazy like that yeah so i'm really interested to try it i've already downloaded the profiles for all the countries we're visiting but it should be as simple as just opening the app and it tells you exactly what to do because being sweet the uncouth person who doesn't know how to tip or doesn't know you should tip sucks yeah and you don't want to insult them and their ancestors either by doing something that's a major faux pas and in inverse uh, inversely it leaves a really bad impression of the U.S. when you don't follow local customs, particularly ones that involve payment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's pretty cool. I like that. Hopefully that will make us more aware. Or maybe it's a really crappy app. We don't know yet. We'll tell you how embarrassed we are when we get back. <laughs> <laughs> so lastly on the list, and this one I literally only just found out about today, but I am stoked about it. And it is Google Lens. It used to be a separate app called Google Goggles, but that is really a mouthful, so I can see why they changed the name. Is that like the Google Glasses? No. it. So it's now integrated in the Google app. If you have an iPhone, it's just the straight up Google search app. And if you open the app, next to the search bar, there's the search icon, like the little magnifying glass. There's also one that's a little square with a circle in the corner. If you click it, what you can do is it pulls up your camera or it lets you open your photo album. Photo, not photo. Good Lord, talking is hard today. It is so hot, you guys. (laughs) 
So you hold your camera towards a landmark, something that looks specific, like something that looks, all I can come up with is the German word, something that looks like notable. Let's say you're in Paris. What's the German word? Merkwürdig. Wow, that's a mouthful. <laughs> Especially since it didn't come out of my mouth right. <laughs> but yeah, let's say know. you're in Paris and you're looking at this big steel or iron or whatever structure that's pointy, but you can't put your finger on why this thing is important. Or why she should care. <laughs> so you hold up your phone, the camera looks at it, snaps a picture, and it uses that image to search the web. And, and they're like, look, dum-dum, it's the Eiffel Tower. And here's a link to the Wikipedia page. And here's a thousand other images that look similar to it on Google Images. But it's Did you know there's a lake underneath it if you put your phone right? <laughs> no? If you no? have a mirror. A mirror. A mirror would work too. So essentially, it's visually using, it's using AI to look at what you're looking at and tell you exactly what it is. So if you are somewhere where everybody's snapping pictures, but you don't know what it is you're looking at, your phone will tell you exactly what it is. I tested it today and it was incredible. I got, I started with the basics, like, here's a picture I have of the Eiffel Tower. What is this? And it was like, here, dum-dum, here's a link to the Wikipedia page. I could not <laughs> fool it. I literally could not fool it. You know that picture you sent me the other day of the statue in Japan? The one that I edited for you? What statue did I send you? It was from one of the temples in Japan. Oh, okay. And even though I had heavily edited it, it still told me exactly where on the planet I could find it. That's pretty cool. And it was, to the untrained eye, this was not a very, not necessarily unique. I don't know. It, it was a statue. It wasn't a specific person. It was some sort of like deity, I'm sure. But it still told me exactly where it was. And hmm. the real kicker is... I put a picture of my dog in there, and it told me what breed he was. Seriously? Yeah, they got exactly that he's... They, I mean, they don't give you the percentages, but it was like, this is an American Staffordshire Terrier breed. It's like, yeah, that is what it is. Cool. And the other portion of his breed is really unique and a small breed, so it couldn't come up with that, but it got a really good second best guess. But it gave me, like, that's the three breeds it thought he was a mix of. That's pretty rad. Yeah, so I'm excited because... You can research and research and research, but you're still not going to know everything about what you're looking at. So the ability to whip out your phone, take a picture, and get an answer is really cool. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man, that could be super, super helpful. Yeah, so... Without asking around, be like, why is this significant? Well, there's not always going to be someone around who you can ask. That's true. That is very true. So, yes, I did test this one out a little bit today, but I'm excited to test it out with pictures where I literally have no idea what I'm actually looking at. Especially when it's, like, like the little things. It's not, like, the big tourist attraction. It's just something that, like, a lot of people are flocking to, and you're like, okay, what is this? Mm -hmm. Let me learn, too. That's going to be really cool to try out. Say what you will about Google, but they make some really, really cool apps that make travel so much more accessible. Damn it, Google, you're winning again. <sighs> Fine, take my data. I don't care. Just keep sending me more take apps. Take my money. <laughs> take my money. So yeah, those are the apps that we're going to try to test out. And when we get back, we will tell you the good, the bad, the don't bother. The ugly, which should be good. I'm excited because when these apps, when I was making this list of things that we should check out, there's so, so much potential. If these apps are good, they will be really great to have. Like just a fantastic asset. True. This is very true. Especially if you can have something to help keep you on track where you don't feel so crappy for jet lag or you make getting home a little bit easier or doing things in another country easier without looking like a complete idiot. Yeah. Remember when like the cool iPhone app to have was the one that was like a lightsaber and that was pretty cutting edge technology. Yeah, we've come a long ways from that lightsaber. <laughs> or the one that just looks like a beer glass and you can tip it back and it looks like you're drinking it. Or the one that made Indiana Joan whip sounds and played the theme song. <laughs> yeah, things were simpler then, but way less useful. It was a little entertaining. For like five minutes and then you delete the app. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Do we have a tip of the week this time? Excuse me? It is your tip of the week, my friend. I filled in for the sickest episode. I feel like I've done way too many. Um, I guess the tip of the week is just get out there. Get out there. Be a part of it. I'm so excited for this trip. It should be really fun. I agree. Seeing, experiencing new places and things. It's, how is that bad? 
Like, it'll be good. It's going to be awesome. I guess. Just make sure you plan. I'll I'll give you an assist on the tip of the week. And I add my own tip, which is make sure that if you have your heart set on something, you let your travel partner know what that is. Very subtly. Because very what? Make sure you're being subtle. <laughs> oh, no, I don't like think me. there should be anything subtle. Yes, be like Melinda, not subtle. And make sure your expectations are clear because if you don't, you can miss out on something. And I know from my personal experience, I kind of resented the travel partner that I went to Paris with the first time because... Not me, you guys. It was not you. Probably because we've never been to Paris together. But I really, really together wanted to spend Paris. an entire afternoon at the Louvre. And she wanted to see the Mona Lisa, and that was it. Which is your entire afternoon in line. (laughs) Well, no, not really. But, like, we were there maybe a half an hour, and we saw one painting. Oh, really? And Yeah, we made a beeline for it and then left. And I didn't get to go back to the Louvre again for another 16 years. So that was on me for not saying, hey... No, this is what I came here for. Like, let's go see the Mona Lisa, but let's see everything else they have here. Yeah, exactly. So make your expectations clear. That way, when you don't know when you're coming back again, it can lead to hurt feelings if you miss out on what you wanted. True. I dig it. Let's go see Teddy. Uh, I know you made your expectations clear, but I'm really not feeling it. So you're going to murder me on the cruise, aren't you? It's not a cruise. It's extended ferry ride. <laughs> it's not a cruise. Okay, it's not a cruise, and I won't get murdered. No, because we're going to go see Teddy. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. Solid tip of the week. Good recovery. <laughs> it's cool. My stats get an assist for this week. Uh, Yeah, so I think that's it for this week. Join us next week, where I think we'll have the results of this. Theoretically, that's the plan. Is my timeline? I think my timeline's correctish. Should be a little bit harder um, with being gone from everything, but uh, we will definitely try and get you our opinions on how these app work, what we thought of what we saw, all that good stuff. Yeah, and tips I'm for excited. people who maybe want to plan their own Nordic adventure. Something we're probably going to try out over there is their sunscreen. So no, you can't wait for that review, you guys. We should just be a sunscreen review podcast. <laughs> Side hustle. It's just every episode is the name of a sunscreen and then like either a farty noise or a yay. It's a really brief podcast, uh, yeah. but think of how quick we could whip those episodes out. Yeah, but the hard part is that you're going to spend more time testing out the product than you will probably talking about it. That's fine. Do you know how many types of sunscreen I currently have? Way too many. Yep. Way too many. But yeah, join us next week. Um, if you are enjoying this podcast, don't forget to share with friends, family, acquaintances, co-workers. Yeah, we see you, Belarus and Estonia, our new subscribers. Yeah! How cool is that? We appreciate you guys. Hopefully you'll stick around. It gets better. Yeah, it gets better every week. And <laughs> if you invite us to visit you in Belarus... We could do a live episode from your place and review Belarus. That would be an awesome episode. Think it over, Belarus. Yeah. We're always welcoming uh, tips and ideas of where to go, what to see. Just uh, drop us a line. Yeah. You know how to find us. We'll include it at the end of this episode even. Surprise, surprise. All the way to the end. Yeah, because that makes us feel good about ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know who listens all the way to the end. Listen to all of it, not just the first five minutes. I mean, we do know. So if you don't watch, listen all the way to the end, our one listener in Estonia will know. And maybe it'll hurt our feelings just a little bit. And then we won't visit Estonia. And that would be bad for everyone. I don't know why it would be bad for Estonia. Wow. But in wow. my head, what that makes you, sense. Like, okay. That's scary. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, before this gets too weird, join us next week for um, how everything went. Yeah. We'll see you on the other side. Don't forget, it's an adventure. So go visit the trolls, I guess. Hell yeah. (laughs) Huzzah. Goodbye. Bye. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating on whatever platform you are listening to us on. If you're interested in following us, look us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We're on all three platforms as at C to unknown. That's S-E-A-T-O unknown. 
or you can jump right onto our website, www.c2unknown.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at SAR underscore S, and Melinda is on both as at Hooligan Monster. If you have any travel stories or tips you want to share with us, please reach out to us at our email, which is c2unknown at gmail.com. Thank you, and we hope to see you back here next week. Bye!